and welcome back to the Final Siren podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Malky, and as usual, I'm joined by Draft Central Chief Editor, Peter Williams. Pete, good to see you again. Yeah, great to be back, and uh, not long now until the AFL Women's Draft. Yeah, exactly. The AFL's Women's Draft is actually tomorrow night, and given that it is so close, we will delve into some positional analysis throughout the podcast, while also casting an eye over the top 20 players across the country. We will also discuss some of the mature ages along with a couple of surprise packets. So plenty of exciting players to look at. But first of all, we'll start off with the Victorians. And Pete, talk us through some of the, the best defail- defenders available at the moment. Yeah, definitely. So like we've sort of taken a look at some of the uh, key position prospects first. And and for me, the standouts, clearly Sarah Hartwig from Sandringham Dragons. Um, potential top five picks, certainly top ten. Uh, intercept markings, her strength, and, and you can certainly see a few clubs very interested in her. And um, a little bit lower down, although I still think she's got some serious quality, is uh, Danny Nong Stingray Zoe Hill. She's the other, um, I guess, what you call genuine key position defender. Um, can play a bit further up the ground, but certainly uh, that's her main role uh, through that defensive back 50. Um, she's really good one-on-one, um, as, he, as is Hartwig, but certainly Zoe Hill can also play a real lockdown role. Um, so you're probably looking at her to be more of your, um, I guess, uh, negator, if you like, where Hartwig is definitely, well, she can negate. She's definitely uh, more potent as that offensive rebounder. So certainly has that potential and also to push up the ground. And then if you have a look at some of the more small to medium types, there's a, there's a few we've got listed here. Uh, Ash Snow from Northerns, one who loves to run, loves to take the game on. She's one with a bit of speed, as is Gemma Finning, who comes out of defence for Bendigo Pioneers. She's predominantly been a midfielder or forward and went into defence this year. So she's had a bit of a role change. And then we look at the other two with Mieta Kendall from Eastern Rangers. She's another defender that can push up the ground. And then another one was Amber Michaela from Oakley Chargers, who predominantly played midfield a couple of years ago, went into defence and sort of has stuck there since for the charges. So um, there's quite a few defenders that are sort of floating around and certainly there's a few clubs on the lookout for them. And now that we've kind of got those defenders covered, we'll go forward, well, quite literally move forward and have a look at, at some of those key forwards, Pete. Yeah, certainly. And there's a few, there's a few similar to uh, the key position defenders. You've got a real um, top-end talent in Alyssa Bannon there. She's clearly the standout. She'd be one of those um, that you'd consider for pick one. I, I think she'll certainly be in the per- first few picks. So she's definitely one that's um, able to be watched there. She's a leading goal kicker, great in the air, uh, ground at, great at ground level. Um, so certainly up there in the top group. Another one that's very similar in terms of her athleticism is Olivia Barber from Murray Bush Rangers. She's a terrific key position forward. Um, she could, she'll probably go somewhere in that uh, first round, I'd imagine, if, uh, if teams are, are serious. She's certainly a, a great talent, comes from the basketball background. Um, and then you've got Abby Maloney, who's another top ager that's really come on in recent years, uh, particularly the last 12 months, um, been a consistent goal kicker for the Dragons there. So she's another tall option that, um, you know, c- can move up, up and down the ground really well. And then you've got Nakia Weber, who is a year out. She's a 19-year-old or the overager. And she's one that's probably got one of the best kicks going around. She's an elite sort of 50-plus metre kick. So certainly one to keep an eye on. And I certainly think that if you're a team in contention, she's someone who could add something. And then if we look at the general forwards, we've got a couple of, well, really all three of these players are more of your, uh, I guess, roughies, if you like, because Alice O'Loughlin's only played a couple of games. 
Um, and in those couple of games, she was able to, you know, get in the under-16s Metro team back in uh, three years ago. And then this year, she was able to get a draft combine invite. So uh, she kicked three goals in her only game this year. Unfortunately, she's had a lot of uh, sporting commitments and, and an ankle injury ruined her year last year. She's really got serious talent, will be one to watch. Alice Asprey's another one who took a year off because of year 12. So she's coming in as an overager and, and again, only played the one game this year, really impressed for the GWV Rebels. So she's one to keep an eye on. Um, and a smaller option, those two are both probably that slightly bit taller, not not huge, but smaller option is Jess Matten from Danny Nong Stingrays, who's uh, just really good around the goals. And she's hoping to be a dual sports person as well because she's uh, she comes from a really high-level cricket background. Did start with footy, but... Um, has had dual commitments over the years. And this is the first year she's really tried to take footy as seriously as she can and uh, is certainly one to watch there. Um, and then if we sort of move into a few more, which is uh, the mid-forward category, I like to put it, um, you've got uh, Bella Eddy, who's more of your outside mid-forward, who's um, quite small but very, very talented. Um, one of the best kicks going around. She's got great talent. You've got Isabella Simmons, who's a, a tall option, 184 centimetres, but doesn't necessarily play as a key position player, more plays as that half forward, high half forward and up on the wing. So she's a great talent. And, and then you've got Renee Salidas, who um, is really great around goal. She, she's been developing her way up the ground through the midfield and even in defence, but definitely her best position's close to goal. So she's definitely, in terms of pure small forwards, she's probably the, the pick of the bunch for, for that. Um, but certainly she can play up the ground as well. So there's, there's a bit of versatility, I guess you'd like to say, with the forward end in terms of your Victorian prospects. A lot of There's a lot more sort of, uh, I guess, depth in the forward end from those who have got uh, combine invites. Well, you kind of just touched on then, Pete, some players that can potentially rotate through the mid but also go forward. If we look predominantly at just inside mids, who would you say are some of the, the best players in that category? Yeah, certainly. So uh, Ali McKenzie is clearly the standout. And we'll, we'll talk about her plenty after. Like Northern Knights, clearly pick one contender, most likely for that spot. Um, look, she's just an elite talent, has been for a few years, probably could have got drafted a couple of years ago, realistically. She's just been superb. Um, and then you look at the ball-winning ability of Laura Gardner from Geelong Falcons, uh, averaged 30-odd touches in a couple of games for the Falcons this year, clearly knows how to win it on the inside and, and is ready-made to just step into the elite level so you'd expect she'll certainly have quite a few clubs interested in her and then you go down the order and you look at the likes of um, you know captains such as Bookhards and Olivia Ma, Winnie Lang they're they're all captains at their respective clubs so you know that um, they're going to have a, a fair bit to say it's it's quite interesting how many captains come from the inside midfield group because of course McKenzie is as well so um, Hards obviously is the uh, you know most prominent tackler you'd say in, in the competition averaged around 10 a game over two seasons so she just loves tackling um, ma is just natural talent around the ball just wins the clean clean hands inside very very good in that regard and lang's pretty much the same like she's just a hard at it mid loves to win the contested ball uh, i guess all of these would be because they're inside mids and and then you've also got grace mccray in there too from um gippsland power she she's uh come on she hasn't had necessarily as much football experience as some of the others in this list but um, she's certainly been a bit of a roughie and, and, and developing over the last couple of years. And, and then you've got a couple of mature ages as, as well in Georgia Nanskwin, who's um, played Essendon VFL, but also uh, obviously played with North last year. So she's got that um, 
AFLW experience and, of course, ex-Olympian as a hockey player. And, and then Alana Barber, who was unlucky not to get drafted last year out of Essendon VFL and Calder Cannons. Um, yeah, she, she uses it fairly well and, and is a great tackler too. So um, there's plenty to like about that inside group, uh, a fair bit of leadership and, and ready-made prospects. Yeah, well, there's definitely no shortage of talent, that's for sure. We'll kind of now look at the outside mids, clearly more running style. What would you think of their their game? And who do you think are, are some of the most prominent players in that category? Yeah, so they, these ones are probably the ones that you, you'll you see playing off a wing and, and running uh, running quite a bit uh, across the ground. They like to receive the ball and, and go, get and go. And I, I, most of these are very, very slick ball users. Um, I think the best one in the group is Tani Brown, who obviously will be at Collingwood. So um, they're going to get a, quite a great uh, value uh, bargain there, considering their first picks at 19. So great work there. Um, Darcy Maloney from Geelong Falcons is probably the top pick out of the ones that are, I guess, available, if you like, um, outside of Brown. So she's got some serious talent, um, wins a lot of the ball, but just has great vision going inside 50. So she's one to really... Um, keep an eye on. Abby Jordan's another one, great speed, um, you know, just takes the game on. Another captain uh, in the in the group and she just loves the competitive nature of it, loves tackling, um, breaks the line. So she's someone who um, will no doubt uh, have some interest uh, playing on that outside wing. Um, Joanna Lynn, who plays for Oakley, she's just come on really rapidly in the past two years. She only started her first sort of serious, I guess, NAB League footy last year and she's done really, really well for them. Um, will play off a wing or, or can play around the ground, but predominantly off a wing and, and just uses it well, makes the right decisions. Um, similar for Daisy Walker, who, who, who doesn't mind running and getting the ball down. She uses it very well, Sandringham Dragons. And then Luca Lazowski hay was one who missed out last year through Geelong Falcons, was due to play at Richmond VFLW this year. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, she's also predominantly can play balanced uh, mid two, which we'll speak about, but she's certainly one that, um, you know, doesn't mind to run and, and find space on the outside. Well, we've got the inside mids and the outside mids covered. Now, I think there's one player in particular that comes to mind when we talk about balanced mids. Pete, who would you think that that player is? Yeah, so with the balanced mid, we've got quite a few now. Obviously, they're the ones that can play outside, inside easily. Um, and certainly, uh, Tiana Smith's one that stands out uh, above the rest. Another one of the pick one contenders uh, Danny Nong Stingrays, elite acceleration, fantastic athleticism as a whole, um, you know, able to use the ball so well off pretty much either foot, able to go inside 50, able to play midfield, not too many weaknesses in her game, probably is the most balanced game of anyone in the uh, draft pool, if you like. Um, and then you look down the order, there's quite a few here that I think will uh, feature pretty highly in the top 30. Um, Jess Fitzgerald's probably the next one. Uh, from Northern Knights, you know, one best on ground in the grand final, obviously a, a favourite of ours here. She's been on a couple of times. So, um, yeah, so Jess obviously is terrific uh, through inside, outside, doesn't matter. She can play either. Uh, Mimi Hill uh, probably played outside more last year as that sort of halfback uh, and wing, but now she can also play on the inside, spent a bit of time in there, which was great. Alice Burke, again, she's probably done the opposite, sort of started at halfback as a 16-year-old, um, went in there as a, uh, I guess, went on the outside, went on the inside. She's played forward, can play just about anywhere. Um, Eliza McNamara, obviously Burke going to St Kilda too. Eliza McNamara, um, you know, just a, a small midfielder who just loves to tackle. Um, got a concussion last year as an inside mid, so she's also played a bit of outside and, and forward this year. 
Uh, Megan Fitzsimmons from uh, Gippsland Power. She's played off half pack, outside and inside. So she's very versatile and really come along in recent years. Uh, Maeve Chaplin, she's another one who can pretty much play anywhere. She's probably played a bit off defence too. You could almost have her in that defensive group. Um, and, and certainly she's got some great talent and um, has a lot of upside uh, coming from the Northern Knights. Uh, and Annabelle uh, Strachan, who from the Pioneers, she's one that, again, has come from basketball, as has Carly Remos, who's the other one. They've uh, not as much known about them, or particularly Remos, who's only played the, uh, the couple of games this year coming from basketball. But both, you know, have those traits where they're very good movers, not afraid to go in and win the ball, but can play inside, can play outside. And they're that sort of bigger player, particularly Remos coming from basketball. So there's quite a bit of talent uh, in there in terms of both size and, and versatility through the midfield. And the final positions we'll kind of look at here is rucks and utilities. I think when there's a ruck, we're probably talking about Maggie Karras, but anyone else that comes to mind, Pete? Or... Yeah, so Maggie Karras is obviously the standout pure ruck that you would have in this group. Um, I certainly think that, you know, if, you, if you're after a ruck, she's definitely, from the Victorian pool, she's definitely the one to, to pick there. And I think that certainly will happen, obviously, with her sister Ren in the uh, AFLW at the moment, uh, coming out of GWV Rebels, of course. Um, and then we've got a few utilities uh, too uh, in terms of now a couple of these have actually played Ruck. Uh, Amelia Villado played Ruck ironically against Maggie Karras, um, despite only uh, probably being about 12 centimetres shorter than her. Um, so, but she's uh, certainly, she's got that versatility, the ability to leap. She comes from a, a basketball background again. So she's effectively like a fourth mid. She's very good at the ground level. Uh, moves really, really well and, and has no trouble finding the ball. So she really came on um, very, very quickly this year in her first year uh, in the program. Uh, someone else who's had some basketball experience, Shanara Notman from Gippsland Power. She also played ruck uh, for Vic Country at times last year at the championships. Uh, also played some key forward, but generally she's been a key defender for the power. Um, just so reliable at intercepting. You could almost put her in that key position defence um, she's pretty much ready to go. She's got that experience and just so clean with her hands. Um, and so, like, that would be fantastic if that was possible. And then, uh, obviously, Izzy Pritchard's another one who, um, you know, as a key position defender and a midfielder, um, you know, she can play multiple roles, could probably play forward as well, but she's very uh, strong above her head and, and really clean hands. And then we've, now that we've got all of the Victorians well and truly covered, let's take a look outside the borders and look at the, the non-Victorians and some of those players. Yeah, no worries. Um, so the non-Victorians, uh, there's quite a few, uh, few going around, obviously. We've uh, had a look. We'll start with sort of the WA group. Um, look, they've got quite a, a, a good group there. We have discussed them in the past, but if we have a look, you've got... Um, in terms of your, your midfielders, there's quite a few. You've got uh, Alice Smith, who's the mature age midfielder. You've got Bella Lewis, who, who can play in there. You've got Sarah Verrier. They're both top-ranked prospects. Um, obviously, that Frio link for them. Um, and the other midfielders, you've got uh, Michaela Hyde, who's gone in there recently from forward. Um, and then others who can play that mid-forward role with her sister, Brianna Hyde. And then you've got Michaela Morrison. And you've got Shanae Davison, who's come on really, really well this year. Um, when we go sort of forward, uh, we're going to look and we see uh, Maggie McLaughlin, uh, you've, who's sort of that medium uh, marking forward. You've got Sarah Wheelstra, who's a ruck forward. Um, very strong overhead, mature age prospect there. Uh, and then you've also 
you know, you've got to think about Jess Lowe, who plays on the uh, half-back flank, but can play forward if need be, um, but mostly half-back and then through the midfield. Uh, and then Rosie Walsh is the other key position forward for the WA, but we'll touch more on them uh, through the draft. And then if we look at uh, South Australia, you've got the four that have obviously started. Look, Tia Charlton's the star playing as the mid-forward. You've got Indy Taho as the key position forward. Um, played a little bit of ruck, but predominantly a key position forward. Ash Woodland can play anywhere. Won the leading goal kicker at, in uh, the sample women's, but can play in defence if required, like in the All-Stars game or through the mid. Uh, and Amber Ward's another defender there who just great at intercepting and, and playing really well. And, uh, and then if you new, move to New South Wales ACT, you've got uh, the five players that got the combine invites in Abby Favell from Murray Bush Rangers. Uh, you know, a hard running outside mid. You've got Emily Peace, who plays from that defender, uh, halfback sort of inside mid. Jade Hamilton, who's a pure inside mid. Uh, you've got Kiara Beasley, who's uh, a bit of a raw talent that can play in that forward half. And then Tani Evans, who's the same, who's a good marking key position uh, forward who can push up the ground. Um, and then if you look sort of uh, across the, I guess, northern states, you can go have a look and there's quite a few who got nominated from Queensland. So you've got your, your sort of defenders uh, in terms of Beth Pynchon, who's that rebounding defender with the links to the Gold Coast Suns and, and whatnot. And then you've got, um, you know, Ebony Peterson and Anise Bradfield or others who are linked to that, uh, to the Suns. And then Daisy Darcy, that midfielder group. Uh, as well as Madison Levi, who's the key forward for the from that Suns perspective. And then from if you're looking at it purely from the Brisbane uh, links, you've got uh, Zim Farquharson, who's that exciting forward, really athletic. Uh, Chloe Gregory, who's the midfielder, fantastic ability to just win the ball. Um, and then, you know, you've got a few, a bit of a mix, former rugby player in Christine Ockersine, uh, as well as another rugby player in Lucy Single, uh, also did some karate. Uh, a more natural footballer been playing for a few years, Courtney Bromage, who also plays at Uronga uh, like Ocasine. Um, she was Carlton's VFLW co-captain, still only 21. And then if you chuck in the last couple, Madison Goodwin, who's, uh, who's a nice forward, uh, knows where the goals are. And uh, Laura Blue, who's also played a couple of different sports. So there's, there's quite a few uh, running around there. And of course, Brooke Spence as well ha is an inside midfielder um, with some good experience there. And, um, in terms of the last sort of four from Northern Territory, you've got Janet Baird, experienced, classy midfielder, Matia Breed, uh, key position ut uh, utility, uh, Frida Puran Tatamiri from uh, Calder Cannons and Palmerston, key forward, and Stephanie Williams, uh, who's another marking forward with a lot of talent and a great story. Um, and finally, Charlie Vandenberg uh, from Wynyard, uh, who's a project ruck, obviously linked to North Melbourne because of the Tasmania link. Uh, and conveniently a position they need. So, um, like, that's pretty much all the combine invites that we've sort of just roughly gone through. Uh, if you wanted more detail on them, obviously, you've got to go listen to past episodes, but that pretty much gives a bit of an idea to get us warmed up for, for the next part. Well, they can, also, they can listen to past episodes. They can also go and check the website, aplgraftcentral.com.au, because it has all of the content that we need. Now that we've got all of those prospects covered let's go through and see which players could go to what club and at what pick so we'll kick start off with pick one Richmond clearly uh, opening the account Pete we've already kind of mentioned that it's more than likely going to be between Ali McKenzie and Tiana Smith maybe take us through that 
Yeah, so Ali McKenzie, obviously, is probably the most likely pick. Richmond are, are crying out for an inside midfielder um, with great strength, but also a bit of X factor in there. And, and that's exactly what Ali McKenzie brings. Uh, Tiana Smith provides some great uh, acceleration, fantastic speed going around. Um, and uh, certainly, I don't think she'd be on the board too long. But I, I think that it's definitely leaning more towards McKenzie at this stage, just has the links to Richmond in the past. Um, and certainly, you know, she's just so strong, able to bullock her way out of stoppages. And then when she does get to the outside, she's, as we've seen in past years, able to go on five or six bounce runs. So I think uh, definitely Mackenzie's one to uh, keep an eye on uh, in, in this draft. I think she's probably the most likely. But as I said, like Smith's in there and whatnot. But certainly uh, there's, there, you can't go wrong with whoever you pick, no doubt. And the Western Bulldogs have picked who? So if we're saying Mackenzie goes at one, Smith is more than likely to go at two. Who else do you think is a, a possibility for that option? Yeah, so um, obviously Smith's a, a great chance to go there for the Bulldogs. Uh, it, the only difference would be if uh, they might decide to go tall and then just pick up another midfielder with their uh, other high pick that they've got. Um, so obviously they've got that second pick and then they've got pick 11. So that they should be able to get another midfielder there if they choose. Um, but certainly, obviously, aside from Smith, who we've just mentioned with the elite acceleration and, and balanced game, Bannon, uh, Alyssa Bannon from Northern Knights is that tall option who, again, could be a pick one contender, but she probably slots in here as that really great marking ability, um, can play forward, can push up the ground, knows how to hit the scoreboard. Um, she's just someone I think that would fit really well in the Bulldogs. Um, and obviously, they've had the Northern Knights uh, experience in the past couple of years, like obviously last year, picking up. Gabby Newton and obviously like Nell Morris Dalton. So they've picked up a few different nights in the past and they could well go there again. And pick three falls to West Coast. Now there's no shortage of, of talent over in WA. Who do you think are some of the most likely um, pickups to go there? Yeah, so uh, obviously it's a bit tricky because you can nominate for WA and they've got their two academies that they've got, um, but there's no guarantee that you end up at the same club that you've got the academies at. Um, obviously, from a West Coast, we have the pick uh, three. They're two, uh, I guess, standout ones or two of them are Sinead Davison and Michaela Morrison. They're both from Swan Districts. Um, Davison's just got elite ability to just pull down marks. Uh, very exciting player. Morrison is one who's just so clean at ground level and, and one that you, you'd expect has to be one to watch this year. Um, and then if you look, if they want to poach a Fremantle-aligned player, you've got Sarah Verrier, who's unfortunately been injured a, a little bit this year. But certainly she's um, an absolute top prospect and, and could well be the top one out of WA, to be honest, um, out of Peel Thunder. Hasn't had a lot of uh, game time this year, as I've said, but just so clean, inside, outside, knows how to win the ball, um, ready-made midfielder. And, and then you've also got Bella Lewis uh, from Claremont, who's another one that attacks the ball and, and just knows how to uh, win it and can play forward as well. And then pick four goes to Adelaide. I think it's almost impossible or you kind of expect that Tia Charlton will be picked up by the Crows. Yeah, definitely. I think out of all the standout options, obviously it depends, uh, I guess, doing it virtually. You don't need to be there in person. But if you're picking the best talent to, to pick at the top pick, then Tia Charlton's the clear standout one. Um, she's definitely going to make her way to Adelaide. Uh, we know that Adelaide have a monopoly on the state, so they can pick them in any order they see fit. Certainly if we're picking the best possible player, then I'd definitely be looking at Tia Charlton with that mid-forward ability. Um, ground level in the air, it doesn't matter. She can get it done. Um, and yeah, she's ready to play. So it will be a great talent from them out of South Adelaide.
Melbourne have pick five. Do you see them looking to bolster their defensive stocks or looking elsewhere? Yeah, so Melbourne are an interesting pick because they've obviously it depends what the uh, the two teams above them, or particularly the Bulldogs, do above them because they figured obviously McKenzie wouldn't be there. So they've got the option uh, of Tiana Smith, Alyssa Bannon as potentials there if they've dropped. But most likely, I think this is where Sarah Hartwig comes in from the Dragons. They need that rebounding intercept key defender, and I think she's the clear best option for them uh, in terms of what they need. Um, so I, I definitely think that that's probably the way they go. Um, and then depending on what they obviously do, we've got St Kilda next, and they're the ones that will take whoever's left out of Smith, Bannon and Hartwig, you would imagine. So I think that that's sort of the clear, obviously with McKenzie as well, um, they're the clear sort of four that we've sort of worked out as, as where they sort of go, um, because I think that Melbourne probably take Hartwig um, because that's someone they need. Uh, they might consider Smith if, if she's dropped um, and then St Kilda obviously will probably pick um, they, they don't really need anything pressing so they'll go best available and that will be either Smith, Bannon or Hartwig depending on whoever is left and they're all obviously great choices and with pick seven we move up to the Sunshine Coast or I should say the Sunshine State in particular the Gold Coast who do you think that they're going to have their eyes set on? Yeah, so similar to um, Adelaide although not quite the same because they do have the two teams to compete with um, Gold Coast, it's going to be interesting to see what order they can go in. You can nominate to be in a Gold Coast pool or a Brisbane pool. So therefore, uh, it probably means Gold Coast are going to go with someone from their academy. So then that leaves sort of uh, Daisy Darcy, who's a natural leader, ball-winning midfielder. You've got Maddie Levi, who's a key forward, uh, if they choose to go there, or Beth Pynchon, who again um, has been able to captain the academy at times and is an intercept defender. So they're probably three of the, uh, the best options there. And then they obviously know that Brisbane are up next. So Brisbane have their first choice. And like for me, it's Zimali Fakuhasen, who's the clear sort of standout, I guess, from the, the young group. Again, they could pick someone uh, more experienced if they choose to, because if they nominate for Brisbane pool, it's, uh, they can pretty much pick who they would particularly like. But um, certainly I think Zim's been the standout across the, the few years. So Giants come in with pick nine. You expect them to, to bolster the, the, mid, the midfield? Yeah, they've got a couple of options there. And like Adelaide, they can do it in any order. So they're sort of the hardest to pick. They can go however they like. Um, Tani Evans is probably the pick. Um, mark, strong marking forward, can play midfield as well. She's sort of been probably the most consistent of the group uh, who got the combine invites. And then you've also got Jade Hamilton, who's just an inside ready-to-go midfielder. Um, sister got drafted to Gold Coast last year in Lexi. Uh, and, and look, she's hoping to get drafted to the Giants this year. Uh, would be uh, a great feat for her. Pick 10 goes to Geelong. Do you see them kind of sticking with the Geelong Falcons type of vibe, keeping the girls, those players that hail from that area at the club? Well, it's certainly an interesting sort of uh, prospect um, because obviously the Geelong region's no longer a thing uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, uh, having access directly to those players. Um, Darcy Maloney, if they do go local, just to keep them local, they're already there. Um, she's more than um, good enough to be selected at that pick 10. Um, this is also where once you've had that first group of players, the next group comes in. So I think Geelong would certainly be considering Jess Fitzgerald here as a bit of outside class. Um, and then Isabel Pritchard, who's from the Jets, she's just down the road. Um, I think that she's someone that they would probably get in there. She can play out of defence or through the midfield. Um, and coming as a Bulldog supporter, she's also 
uh, the Bulldogs have the next pick. So she's definitely got that link. Uh, obviously being coached by Nathan Burke as well at Vic Metro. So pretty much everything is lining up for her for the dogs. But um, definitely Geelong could spoil the party. She lives obviously on the western side of that group coming out of Spotswood. Um, so she's definitely got a lot of talent and could go around that region. Um, and then Bulldogs also could go for an outside mid. So whether they look at Fitzgerald or Mimi Hill, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. So Carlton will enter the game at pick 12. Who do you kind of see them going for in with their pick? So we've sort of mentioned a couple in uh, Hill and Fitzgerald who are among the best available there. Um, you've also got Laura Gardner, who's that really inside midfield type. Of course, she could go a little earlier at Geelong, depending on how they see it. Um, she's someone who they can slot straight into that inside mid um, role. Uh, or they've also got Bella Eddy as well, who's just that class sort of forward who can play further up the ground. So I, I, th- I tend to think they'll go for more of your... Um, classy outside type, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, and then all those players are still in contention for North Melbourne's pick as well, because you've got Mimi Hill, uh, Laura Gardner and Bella Eddy all in that group. Uh, and obviously it gets a little bit trickier as it goes down because we don't know what the uh, permutations of certain picks earlier up are and if someone sort of slid down. So it's going to be interesting. So Fremantle then come in with pick 14, expect them to go with the likes of Sarah Verrier and Bella Lewis. Do you think that they're, that they're two options? Uh, certainly if they're available, um, I think they're the two obvious ones for that are linked to so that Fremantle group. Uh, Verrier's, uh, as we sort of touched on, has sort of had the injuries this year, but certainly very classy. And, and Lewis as well has um, just been a great talent uh, when playing and um, really strong uh, playing inside or can play forward. So certainly got a bit of talent there. And then we look at Melbourne coming in at pick number 15. Who do you think are some of their best choices? Well, it's going to be interesting to see whether um, Melbourne continue to look at going tall um, or whether they go for a smaller option. Because if they've picked Hartwig uh, at their first selection, they might go tall up the other end and go Olivia Barber from Murray might come in here. Of course, Barber could go to one of the other teams, but certainly Melbourne having the extra tall um, could do with them. Uh, you've got uh, Bella Eddy again and just Jess Fitzgerald who come in. And then the same three that the Bulldogs could certainly look at if they're looking to have a, um, a tall or, or play through that midfield forward. So you can sort of see they're obviously popping up a few times in this group. Um, and Melbourne have those couple of picks together uh, between 15 and 17, where potentially they could even look at Zoe Hill there and try and combine her with, and Hartwig to sort of form that deadly key position defender combination. Um, or they might go small if Bella Eddy's still on the board and, and try and target that Sandringham Dragons player um, who would have a fair bit of talent there. So West Coast final pick in this top 20 comes in at number 18. Who do you see them going for? Yeah, so we've touched on Morrison and Davison as a couple there. Whoever they don't pick, they could well go there. Well, they might go for the uh, overager in Naira Anderson. She had best on ground in the WA All-Stars game, was terrific there. So put her name up there. Um, so certainly, even though she didn't originally get a, uh, a combine invite, she's certainly one that I think they'd have to consider and, and one that um, potentially they've got to work out whether Fremantle would be looking at her. Um, so that's definitely someone... Uh, that I think they'll also throw in there. But certainly it's going to be interesting um, how they play it with Fremantle uh, floating around. Collingwood boast pick 19. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, that's the one that I think Tani Brown will end up going at. I'd be very shocked if it didn't cost them that selection. Uh, In an open draft, I think she'd be considered in that, probably from that pick 10 roughly onwards uh, with those other great uh, outside midfielders. So I think definitely she's one that um, if she doesn't cost them pick 19, then certainly... 
Um, it, it's a huge bargain for Collingwood. They've got a few more picks coming up in at like 25 and 26, um, and they're all done by 33. So they've got quite a few coming up. Um, so they can certainly plan out their hand, but certainly Tani Brown is one I'd certainly uh, expect. That's where the bid will come in on the night. And, and the final pick we'll look at is pick 20, which goes to Geelong. We've already touched on a couple of players, but maybe some ones that could be a bit of a smoky to, to float into that spot. Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, we've obviously got, uh, we mentioned uh, Laura Gardner already. If she's still on the board, they might pair her up with uh, Maloney and, and really stick to the, the Falcons. Um, but certainly uh, in terms of uh, like your 19 year olds and your mature ages, uh, there's quite a few that have come through there, but um, that they might consider, but then you've got like GWV trio in Maggie Karras, uh, who could team up with her sister, uh, Ren at Geelong. You've got Renee Salidas there. Who's that small dangerous forward. They might look at Isabella Simmons is another one. So obviously they have that link with the GWV rebels as well. So um, it'll be interesting to see what way Geelong go at that pick and, and who's available. And now moving on, if we have a look at, at, at some potential 19-year-olds, we've got the likes of Luca Lasoski hay who we mentioned earlier, who just missed out last year, and same with Alana Barber. Who else do you think are some definite contentions for that pick? Well, not pick, but definite contention, contenders in that area. Yeah, so we've um, briefly touched on Naira Anderson just before, who I think would be a good option. Um, we have a look at, uh, obviously, Alice Asprey, who comes in as a bit of a a, a roughly a bit of an excite pack, packet off basically a game this year after not playing um, prior. Um, Shinara Notman and Nakia Weber, again, they're ready to go. I, I think there's no reason they couldn't be in consideration. They've certainly got a lot of talent. They're, you know, great users of the ball. They know how to read it in the air, strong marks. They're really impressive, as is Amber Ward and Matia Breed. They're both um, great in the air as well and, and really good. And a lot of these are key position players like Frida Pura and Tantamiri, who's um, another forward who, you know, can take a good grab. So there's a lot of key position options or medium forward options there. So certainly, and it, of course, some of them are from interstate. So it really depends which way they're going to um, go with that. But certainly there's a few 19-year-olds in that group. And there's also no shortage of mature ages. We, we spoke about some of them just before at the start of the podcast. Maybe talk us through some of the ones that, that kind of fly under the radar. Yeah, so we spoke about Nanskun and uh, Woodland earlier and obviously Brooke Spence coming from that Brisbane Marauder background with soccer. You've got um, Bromage, uh, as we mentioned, was a Carlton 21-year-old. Now, obviously, they're both Queensland, Spence and Bromage. Um, Wilstra is the 25-year-old key position forward ruck um, out of Swan Districts. Uh, Alice Smith is more of your younger one. So there's a few 20-year-olds. You've got Alice Smith, who's a former WA uh, under-18s. She's captain over at her club there. Um, and, and Jess Lowe as well, who's uh, another Claremont player who's, you know, just the 20 years old, only really played for a couple of years, really stood out, won Rookie of the Year last year and um, plays in that halfback mid. So she's definitely in contention to be drafted. Um, and then Rosie Walsh, who's that 20-year-old key position player who's strong marking overhead, um, just gives the Fremantle and West Coast an option as a key position forward. And finally, we'll touch on some surprise packets. We mentioned before the likes of Carly Ramos, Amelia Villado, who had kind of had that dual sport background. But what do you think that those players could offer? Yeah, so uh, obviously we've uh, there's been a few that uh, we've got as different Smokies, as you sort of mentioned, Villado, Carly Ramos, um, Strachan, uh, who are all basketballers turned into footy. You've got Matt uh, Jess Matten, who uh, comes from that cricket background. 
Um, Alice O'Loughlin, who's only played a couple of games as well. She's another surprise packet, as we sort of mentioned uh, earlier. And then you've got Charlie Vandenberg, who's the sole Tassie prospect as a ruck. Um, obviously, North Melbourne could do with an extra ruck, uh, having lost Abby Green to Collingwood. So she's definitely one they might come in and consider too. Uh, and the other one to throw in there is Amy Smith, who we mentioned Alice Burke and Tani Brown. Al- Amy Smith's the one who went to North, um, and we expect her pick will probably be somewhere later down the track uh, in that group, and we obviously find out tomorrow. Well, that is all we have for today. Pete, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm sure you've got a, a, a few last-minute things that you want to say for people to check out all of the draft content and upcoming news that will be flowing out of the, the draft world in the next couple of days. Yeah, it's an exciting time for AFL Women's Draft. And obviously tomorrow you can catch everything on uh, afl.draftcentral.com.au. We'll be uh, live tweeting uh, each pick. And obviously we've been having a lot of features uh, lately. We're going to end up with more than sort of 90 features across the board. There'll be a great page set up where you can read all about it. Uh, And certainly uh, with each uh, pick that's selected, we'll um, tweet out that pick as well as their feature. So you can um, hear from them in their own words all the different players so um, they've all been fantastic over the journey and um, realistically uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Draft Central Oz AUS and yeah I, I best of luck to everyone because obviously there's about 60 odd players that are going to have their dreams realised tomorrow and for those who don't there's obviously always uh, more chances so hopefully uh, as many of them get drafted as possible. Yeah exactly it's an incredibly exciting time for all of these drafty potentials so good luck and thank you once again pete for joining us that's all we have today for the final siren podcast